Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 58 of the Tall, Dark, and Ratchet podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Marcel Williams. It is Easter Sunday for me. You're watching this today. It is Easter Monday, which means you've got the day off. You're probably, you know, wiping some some gravy off your lips, maybe a little bit of crust from your eyes. Who knows? But regardless, you're, you know, enjoying yourself a nice lockdown. That's right. Four more weeks of this shit. Um, But with that being said, I... I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be transparent. So I recorded an episode yesterday and I was a little bit too disgruntled for my own likings. I said to myself, Marcel, you can't be putting out more negative energy when the energy is so low. So I reached out to someone because half of my rant was about the lockdown. And the other portion was about Chet Hanks and his quote unquote white boy summer. And I felt this was a conversation that needed to be had with myself and a white boy. So I brought one. So welcome everybody, Ox. As I give you a nice round of applause. That you can't hear. Because you don't have the headphones on. But that's okay. Alright, how you doing brother? How are you? How's things? Fucking stressed. Why are you stressed? It's white boy summer. It is not white boy summer. It is Doug Ford summer. Yeah, that's kind of what it's turning out to be. So... Just to give some context, so now we're currently watching the uh, the Isley Brothers and Earth, Wind, and Fire sing to us, um, you know, on this Sunday night. We're trying to make the best of what is this lockdown. Now, for the people who may not know who you are, give a little bit of context as to how this lockdown is affecting you. Who are you? So, I'm an ENR in the city. Basically, all I do is I work with producers and songwriters, and Doug Ford is affecting me to the fucking highest. I basically have to throw songwriting camps under the table yikes i have to do studio sessions under the table yikes and i have to pitch records under the table well i feel like pitching records you can send an email that's probably 100%. not gonna be that crazy but, but that's that's crazy so for for those who don't know artists and repertoire what is an AR mean because i hear a lot of people throw around the title of you know i'm an AR, i'm a dot connector so what is it that you know give me some detail maybe not all these crazy jumbo jargon words but just simplify it what is an AR's day-to-day essentially i mean i think an AR is a broad term AR is essentially just helping develop talent mm. you know whether it be connecting a producer with an artist, getting that beat there, getting them to code of contracts, getting them signed on contracts, working with their brand, giving their managers all the connections they need. That's, That's fair. an A&R job. I, um, yeah, I know a couple of people who, who A&R in the industry, and it's not an easy task because sometimes you don't get the recognition that you do, and it's very hard to solidify your legitimacy in an industry where Again, people go around and throw the title around like, I'm an A&R, I'm this, I'm that. Um, so obviously th- this this lockdown has been going on for a while. Now, you're, are you from Toronto originally? Yeah, I'm from, I'm, I'm not even from Toronto. I'm from Woodbridge. I'm from Vaughn. But Woodbridge. I operate in Toronto. You're a Vaughn you. I'm a Vaughn you. I've been seeing these malls and the ones in Vaughn look kind of responsible for the whole pandemic. They uh, look responsible for the disease. I'm just playing with you. That's because of all the rich white mothers. That is very true. <laughs> the rich Caucasian mothers. So now I want to jump right into this white boy summer debacle because I think it's the timing of when this guy decided to come out with this um, this new you know, terminology of white boy summer. So I'm going to play you this clip here. So I'm going to ask you to put these headphones on and I'm going to play this clip. Now this is Chet Hanks for anyone who isn't familiar. You will be by the end of this clip. So here is um, the rules and regs according to Chet Hanks. 
Hey guys, um, look, I just wanted to tap in really quick. I just got this feeling, man, um, that this summer is, uh, it's about to be a white boy summer. You know, take it how you want. I'm not talking about like Trump, uh, you know, NASCAR type white. I'm talking about, you know, you know, me, um, John B, Jack Harlow type white boy summer. You know what I mean? Let me know if you guys, uh, can vibe with that and, uh, get ready, you know, cause I am. Oh, wow. Wow. All wow. right. So now before I even get into that part there now, I get what he's saying. You know, he's trying to make it as if, you know, the Jack Harlow's and um, even like the Paul brothers and, you know, um, g Easy, that type of cloth for a white boy summer. But my question to you is with all the things that are going on in the world right now with, you know, uh, Derek Chauvin currently going to trial for the George Floyd um, murder last year. And with people so stressed being locked down, like granted where he is, maybe wide open. But do you think we needed uh, Chet Hanks of all people? His dad just got over COVID last year. Do you think he wants his son going around? And I don't know if you noticed, but he spells Hanks with an X at the end of his <laughs> fucking name. Like, who is this guy to come in and, and rally? But I'm going to keep it going because he has some rules and regulations I for, this is just for white pocket. Shit, yeah, but that's right? fine. <laughs> we're, we got to finish the, the thing here before we get uh, your full assessment. So let's see what else Chet Hanks has to say about white boy summer. Woke up this morning. Internet gone mad again. Sheesh. Um, but I just want to drop a few uh, rules and regs for uh, the white boy summer okay rule number one uh to all my white boys out there no plaid shirts okay can't be looking like a picnic table out here boys uh you know what i'm talking about leave that shits at home the uh vineyard vines and you know ralph lauren or whatever the fuck leave that shit at home uh just put on a black tea a white tea you know what i mean keep it simple uh rule number two no sperry topsiders that's not the kind of white boys we're talking about, dog. Okay, uh, get yourself some Vans, some some Jordans. I'm not really a sneakerhead, but you know, feel it out. Uh, and uh, hold on, I gotta stop it there again because he said he's not a sneakerhead, which was very apparent when he went from Jordans to Vans. And for him to have just left it at, you know, uh, you know, you guys can rock some some J's or some Vans um, and leave it there. It's like you might as well just tell everybody with Osiris and fucking Volcom hats that it's a white boy summer gang gang. Let's get it. But I, I think where my problem lies is, again, the timing of this whole thing. And do we need. OK, let me ask you, do white people need a white boy summer? No. I don't think so. Why do you feel he's so... First of all, this is also the same person who tried to fight for white people to be able to use the N-word. Just to give some context. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So he then later apologized for it. But then he comes back now with this saying like, you know, this is not for the Trump people. This is not for, um, you know, those who are, are, are trying to, you know, rock the Confederate flag and shit like that. But you got to understand... I think somebody actually told me because before I had even um, really done my research, apparently the merch is already out and look at the font that's being used for this guy's white boy summer merch. 
Now that's oh, that's crazy. That's a little oh, jarring to see. Um, so I feel like even if you are somebody who is a Trump supporter and you're like, I don't really fuck with that Chet Hanks, you might still rock that because that very much to me, when I look at it, I see white power. I don't see white voice. What's summer. that movie on, on Netflix? American History X. What do you? Yeah, yeah, Which that's, one? That's the one. That's the one. This that's is the all one. just. That's, that's that this that's... all just looks like crazy racist propaganda. Yeah. So it's like, yo, Chet Hanks. I'm sure your intentions weren't malicious, but it's like, how much grace can I give you when this habitual fuck shit happens over here? So again, um, I'm just gonna play the end of the clip just in case he does. He decides he wants to say some more problematic shit, but. There'll be more rules sure coming. Oh, yeah, yeah. No calling girls smoke shows. Okay. Okay. That that term is, uh, it's played out, dude. And you can't just see a hot chick and be like, dude, you see that fucking dude? It's a fucking smoke show, dude. Fucking smoke, dude. Okay. That's over with. Oh, yeah. And anything salmon colored, wardrobe, burn it. Burn that shit. Don't ever wear that again. Okay. Bottom line here, gentlemen, is it's time for us to evolve. Okay, period. It's time for us to, you know, grow from a Pikachu to a Raichu. You dig. You know what I mean? Church. So, yeah. Uh, to him, I say. Come on, man. Because, again, my thing is, is very simple. I think anyone is entitled to celebrate whatever it is they want to celebrate. You know, if, if you are proud that of your, you know, Caucasian heritage and all that kind of stuff, that's cool. Listen, I'm half white, love my mother to death, love her to bits. But that being said, I'm also not going to put on a hoodie that says white boy summer, knowing how problematic that can be. And it's interesting because it's, you know, someone who is white, you kind of get the short end of the stick in terms of being able to celebrate your, your race and heritage. But that's also because all of the other races and heritages have been kind of fucked over by white people historically. So for him to just say, look, I feel like this summer is about to be a white boy summer. We just came off a fucked up 2020. I didn't need this for 2021, respectfully. And especially when the leader of the city that I'm in, which is having the worst lockdown ever, happens to also be a white boy. It just all of the optics just look kind of crazy. So I just want to bring this up, but I need to know your thoughts on this. This whole white boy summer so out of pocket. It's just it's just one of those videos that we could have lived without. Just I don't even think any of those rules or regulations apply to anything. But here's the crazy part. It's not just this video. He's also making a movie. That's crazy. A movie called That's White crazy. Boy Summer. People thought it was a music video that he was shooting, but it's actually a full fledged white boy summer movie. I think this guy just needs to take a seat. I don't think that this is needed. I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's... Even, uh, even, even with the, the salmon color. You know, you ever seen that salmon color Balenciaga tracksuit? You see? So, I mean, you know, we can't be taking fashion advice from this guy either. I feel like it's all just, you know, it's all questionable at this stage in the game. But regardless, White Boy Summer, I'm not here for it. I won't be celebrating. It's not a thing. So it is what it is. But anyways, um, back to back to life as uh, the lockdown as it is. And I apologize if these sounds are loud in your ear. But guess what? We're doing violence right now. So um, what's been what's been something that, you know, you've used to your advantage? Because speaking for myself during this whole pandemic, um, I know a lot of people are kind of just, you know, they've they've fallen flat on their face because you, you get to a point where you realize Okay, well, 
even if I want to travel, that's a hassle because on my way back in, I've got a quarantine in this fucking weird ass hotel that I have to pay the government a couple of grand just to stay there. So traveling, it's been dicey. And then when it comes to um, navigating within, you know, the, the confines of your city, it's, it's difficult to find those things to do or find a routine or whatever. So for me, I've been fortunate enough where I've used um, doing self-tape auditions for um, a talent agency and being able to book myself work through just the comfort of my home, being able to record those, submit those. But, you know, not everyone has, um, you know, that opportunity or whatever. So what are some things that, you know, have you've taken advantage of from this, this pandemic? I'm definitely taking advantage of the fact that people need help, mm. you know, and like, I'm a guy with a lot of connections. So what I've been doing is I've been finding everybody that says, look, I need this. I'm flat on my face on this and just piecing those two together. Mm. And I've been doing that the whole entire time where it's like, look, I can make some money off this, but at the same time, I'm helping people make money. So you've A&R the pandemic. I've A&R the pandemic, essentially. You got to start COVID-19 records because right look, now. Even even with that said, you can't blame me. How the fuck am I going to pay my bills this month? Look, man, get it how you can. You know, you did say something interesting when you when you pulled up that there was a, you know, a little bit of a situation that you had coming in here. Now, of course, my goal is not to get anybody incriminating themselves or, you know, saying anything crazy, but you want to share a little bit more in terms of some of these you know after our gentlemen's clubs because you know i'm a little bit interested about what's going on there i mean from what i've heard there's been a lot of after our strip part stripper club parties let's get ratchet let's get ratchet let's get ratchet let's get ratchet Let's get ratchet. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm all about the after hours stripper parties. That's actually, you know, what's interesting is that I, so I'm 33 now. So for me, the whole club scene, it's kind of been dead and washed out for me. Like I, I, I can't picture myself getting ready to go out to a spot where, you know, guys don't dance. They kind of mean mug. There's a lot of just like, you know, uh, predatorial behavior that happens in some mm -hmm. nightclubs and stuff like that. So, um, I never really found the joy in nightclubs over the last decade like some other people have. But when it comes to the gentlemen's clubs, the strip clubs. Put your pussy lips on live, I'll give you a thousand dollars. Now that's a place where, you know, I don't mind throwing some shekels around. You know what's crazy? I'm actually the, I'm actually the opposite. Why is that? Clubs, I don't know. I've been a promoter for seven years. So with me, because I don't drink like crazy, minus this nice little honey. I, I mean, listen, it's Easter and we're in fucking lockdown. So no. cheers to the, you know, trying to make do. But I don't know. I've enjoyed clubs more than I've enjoyed stripper, like Canadian strip clubs, at least. Okay. So you got to tell me why, because for me, I, like, and I've also come from a background of, of nightclub promotions, which is, I think, why I'm kind of like jarred and tainted from the whole experience. Why do you enjoy a nightclub because again like especially we're talking about we're not drinking for a couple of years i wasn't drinking and um up until 2021 because i realized listen if we're gonna be locking me down i might as well be turning up so um which is terrible logic by the way i don't encourage anyone to do that um but for me it was when i when i stopped drinking i found that when i would go to a strip club because I wasn't there being like belligerently intoxicated and stuff like that, I would literally just um, ask one of the dancers to go into a private room, tell her to keep her clothes on, to pay her, her whatever her rate was, just to have a conversation with her. See, I think that's, 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 that's the thing for me. I just rather have that conversation in a club. See, that's fair. 
But I don't, I don't, I don't know. When I go to Canadian strip clubs, I get depressed. I see like that fat guy sitting in like on the, the what's that with the boardwalk little there thing there. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, the little catwalk yeah. giant. And then you just you just get depressed. It's not the same like an American strip club. Like once you go to American strip clubs, you can never go to a strip club again in Canada. See, I know what you're saying because yeah, when I went to Sam's Club in LA, I fell in love probably 19 times with every woman that was in there because. They're just different, and the and the the pay rate is also different as well. As much as you want to talk about Canadian currency versus American currency, the reality is those ones stretch out a lot longer in the U.S. than here. When you've got fives or tens or twenties, and everything costs you to do anything here mm-hmm. in the U.S., where a girl can approach you in the U.S. and be like, "Yo, you want to dance?" You're like, "Uh," and I'm like, "Yeah, it's just five bones right now. I'll dance right in front of you." It's like, "All right, okay, bet." As opposed to you know it's here all about that, that luxury experience mm. you know what i mean like when you're in the club when you're in the american strip clubs like a one a twenty dollars is not gonna let her dance she's gonna come there you know just give you a little shake and then she's gonna fuck off she's not gonna really do anything over here twenty dollars gets you a fucking three minute song right yeah that's the thing that's the problem it's like well not only that but you've also got to pay 20 bucks just to get into the section where you can get that 20 dollars song See to get I'm the saying? wristband and so yeah there's a lot of red tape and loopholes and stuff that they try to finesse you for out here but with that being said i also partake in strip clubs for dates which i know sounds crazy but the reason i do that is because it kind of shows your date that it's like you can be around attractive women without having like this visceral reaction of just being like oh like drooling and goggling googling you like you respect their art you respect the fact that it's like yo you're out here getting it like anyone else like however you want to label them sex workers or um you know adult entertainers you know they're, they're just trying to get a buck just like everyone else so i'm over there and like i make friends with a lot of the dancers and like you know i've got the kind of personality where i just crack jokes we'll have some drinks everyone's laughing it's all good um and get the lady a dance and whatever whatever and also if the lady is open-minded then you know we can sometimes embark in like you know a menage if you will which has never happened but i'm optimistic that one day the energy that i put out will eventually lead to that um but yeah no the nightclub i don't know so you enjoy the screaming over the i music. enjoy the fucking craziness but with that said i hate being in crowds see this is what again there's contradictions because here listen, what you're listen, saying. listen listen i love staying on like the side of the booth like you know kind of the vip experience but watching and enjoying the whole entire crowd get rowdy mm. i'll stand on the booth i'll stand in the booth section i won't be in the crowd yeah, see, I can I can vibe with that. Right. See, I like that. But when it comes to okay, so you're talking more like event based stuff, like that, I can get down yeah, with. Yeah, but even on a regular night, Friday night, Saturday night, I want to go out. Fuck it, find a couple friends, just pop some bottles, and stay in the booth. So I would just won't go in the crowd. What spots do you think will still survive after this pandemic? Oh, all the big spots, but I mean, Toy Box is closed now at this point. So even with that said, I don't even know who's gonna last. So that's the thing that's so scary is that when you're seeing like the Toronto staples, because. I, I, I see every single day, every single day, and I don't even follow that many Toronto local businesses or whatever, but every day there's someone who comes in and speaks out against what's currently happening. Like I'll see a barber say like, yo, what's being done right now is so counterproductive and it's not fair for us as a small business to try to shut down when I see all these big other conglomerates that are active and so on and so forth. And then you're seeing another company shut down permanently permanently shut down this permanently shut down so it just becomes this thing where you're like yo is there a bigger plan to this is there i'm i i definitely think there's gonna be a restart and i don't think it's gonna be a good restart and you want to know why i'm saying this because we're seeing all the the 
like my dad's my dad's age i'm 25 so my dad's like 54 mm-hmm. all the older club owners all the older business owners those are the ones struggling but now you got the 23 24 25 year old that you know maybe was doing some stuff on the side has some money saved up now they can come in and open up their own business i think there's going to be a restart just personal opinion don't want to fucking get called out for anything but i do see a lot of businesses a lot of staples like you said in in Toronto about the clothes and it's not going to be for the best I mean we're seeing it already because like I didn't I'll put it this way when they announced that the restaurants were open up for um the outdoor dining and that you know they were slowly easing up on some restrictions I was like okay we're finally stepping in the right direction because it's getting nicer outside and so on and so forth when they randomly decided to just throw in a week later that by the way we're shutting down for four more weeks an emergency break that is what's concerning for these businesses because you got to take it to account. Like if let's say I'm a small restaurant and you tell me that I can open up for my patio, I'm like, okay, well, fuck, maybe I don't have all of the patio stuff. So they have to go and get this patio stuff. They have to hire the staff. They have to get all of this inventory in to be able to supply this random last minute thing. And then once they're now operational, they have to advertise and let people know that, oh yeah, my business is back operational and whatever. They go through all of that just for a week later to get hit with the pause button again and say, psych, that's the wrong number. Psych, that's the wrong number. So now these businesses are are being forced again where they've got all this surplus inventory and they're like, yeah, what am I gonna do with this? I just wasted all this. We're doing it wrong. Ontario's doing it wrong. Ontario's doing it wrong, and you can see that by the way Atlanta's open, the way Miami's open. Houston has no more masks. This is what I'm saying. We're doing it wrong. Okay, look, look. I'm I don't I'm not against the masks, right? I like to wear a mask sometimes when I'm around people. That's just my personal preference. Am I against people that don't want to wear a mask? Hell no, do what you want. I'm about to get a beard mask because it makes me feel bad that you're like eight <laughs> years younger than I am, and I, you know I can't grow. I can't. This is it. What you see is what you get. Uh, I feel insecure. But anyways, um, so yeah, no, the mask thing, I'm all for it. I don't, I'm not on the side of the anti-masker where you have to protest to be like, I'm going to cough on people because it's my right. Like, no. that's a bit extreme. But I, I get what you're saying. Like, I believe in choices. Yeah. And, and my thing is, too, is that when you've got um, other places in North America that are more populated than what we're at and, you know, we have just as many cases as them or whatever. And, and like, what is the deciding factor? Because... Even um, Doug Ford went off the record to say, hey, um, the, the, you know, I'm just going to listen to whatever our chief medical officer says. So, who, by the way, is a fucking idiot. I just want to point that out. Which, by the way, it's it just, it confuses me that it's like, well, why isn't there just one fucking COVID specialist yeah. who can just determine like, okay, this region? Yeah, no, these guys are doing something wrong. Cool. But like the fact that each place has their own unique one. And again, I'm not here to have this crazy conspiracy about COVID, no. but like the reality is like, it is starting to get to the point where we got to look at this and, and think to ourselves, well, are we doing this correctly? Because why is it that there, there are other places in the same, like we, we separate the US and the Canada a little bit too much, I think sometimes in the sense that yes, we do have different politics, it's a different population and so on and so forth, but it's still the same landmass. So you can't tell me that a virus, once it crosses the border, that it's a little safer than others because people have still been traveling as much as the restrictions are annoying and you know irrational. But even with the, strict, the restrictions, that was all fucking for fear. Because I know people that are traveling and coming back and they go straight home. They just fucking quarantine for 14 days. What the fuck is this hotel bullshit? Yeah, the hotel thing is, I think, what kind of threw me for a loop just because I'm like, well, wait, why is it that I have to stay in this hotel with a bunch of other people who've just traveled 
And this makes more sense to you logically for me to stay there for three days, which really doesn't determine anything. And rather than me just going home where I might be self-isolated by myself, contained without any other fucking, you know, variables coming into play. So it just because of what if, let's say one person who was at that hotel um, was positive, like through their travels or whatever was positive. Then they end up going into this hotel. They're checking in with somebody at the lobby. There's a delay. So then, you know, they're, they're coughing on the staff, coughing on some people in the lobby who are waiting around. Now you've got an entire fucking building of infected people. Exactly. The logic makes no sense to me. I think the logic should be that you should find a designated travel from the hotel to your place or from the airport to your place. Plain and simple. Yeah, that or um, let us fucking live. Like we've already done the damage of traveling. And in order for you to travel, you have to test negative. Twice. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, so it's like, what are all these other precautions that you're trying to take these little add-ons? It's like, as soon as I saw the the dollar of value, I was like, mm, there's something else at something else at play here. Because if it's just a, about your safety and your health and whatever else, why is it that we have to stay in a designated hotel and it costs us an exuberant amount of money? None of that makes sense to when me. When there's no money coming in. Right. So, and that's the thing too, is that like, you can't make all of these like, oh, you're going to get fined. And then there's financial gain for, you know, parties that aren't currently being restricted to the same capacity that we are. You've got these fancy hotels and shit. And like flights are probably more expensive because of the fact that there aren't as many flights. So now it's it's everything has just become more taxed. And it's just like why for what i'm not enjoying shit and uh, to be honest to go back to the strip club i'm that fat guy at the end of the boardwalk right now because of this fucking covid weight you guys are out here making me a thicky and i'm tired of it i just want to go to the fucking gym i just want to eat a meal inside of a restaurant and i just want to see some tits legal tits that's all i want like is that so much to ask for i think that we're not going to be used to life no, and it's 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 giving me all kinds of stress, anxiety, and problems. But either way, um, you know what I said when I when, when I go to well, when I go to these quote unquote stripper parties, everybody's the happiest they, they've ever been. Listen, I need more details. How often do these stripper parties go down? They happen a lot, a lot throughout the city, throughout everywhere. They happen a lot. You know, is like, there one taking place tonight? Hey, I don't know about that, but but I'm telling you, I don't blame them. People got to make money. People want to be happy. If you had to just describe to me what this setup looks like. So you're saying these are probably in private venues, private exclusive areas. I don't need details in terms of what part of the city. I'm just even just for the sake of examples. These are taking place in fucking uh, Oshawa. So this Oshawa party, right? What what's kind of like the the atmosphere? Is there a security guard? Is there you know waiting staff that will maybe give you beverages? And not stuff so like much. That? It's more definitely underground run. Not really security. It's it's definitely the mandom. Mm. You know, everybody's there to have a good time. You don't really see problems. You're not really there. Like no one's really running off with money and shit like that. Like everyone just wants to go and have some fun. It's not like they're operating a business. Just a couple of girls that want to come get paid to get naked and a bunch of bands that just want to fucking have fun. And the girls come too and they have just as much fun. Yeah, see, that's the thing. That's what I enjoy, I think, about strip clubs is that with the nightclub, there's, I feel like this, this unspoken, you know, um, ambiance of why I say predatorial behavior is because of you know, just knowing that sometimes when the guys are there, it's under the 
the guise of them trying to be like, you know, oh, let me get you a drink and whatever, whatever. And there might be some slippery shit that takes place. But the reason I like strip clubs or gentlemen's clubs or, you know, these burlesque spots is because the women that go there enjoy the female form just as much. And they're just as 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 eager to contribute to that hustle and so on and so forth. So that's why I feel like I can bring a date there as opposed to a nightclub where a guy might just come chop my thing. I think the girls actually support the strippers more than the guys do. For sure. They get the struggle. They're all starting OnlyFans. Teachers are starting OnlyFans. Like students are starting OnlyFans. Even when even when I go to these things, I actually see girls throwing more money than some of the guys. (laughs) Damn, well you got a lot of brokies in that club. You know what I'm saying? I think um, a lot of big chains and a lot of empty wallets. Damn. So is it is it like um, are these like venue venues or is it just like somebody's oh, they're crib? Just, they're locations. Okay. I think that's I can't say more than that. But they're locations. Like it could be a fucking I don't know like a clothing store, a it restaurant. Could be, no, it could be a fucking barn that someone owns on mm. farm. It could be a condo. It could be a fucking commercial venue. It could be it could be anything. See, I like that. Some of the best. Um, parties or events that I've been to were just these pop-up like warehouses or um, like I went to um, a Red Bull party in Montreal where it was just like this like undisclosed warehouse location but they kind of draped it up really nice with lights and all that kind of stuff and then like I went to an Adidas party where it was like this big wide warehouse type of a thing or whatever um, those are the kinds of things that I like where it's just like yeah it's there's that mystery too but I feel like I also need to know the people who are there otherwise I'm going to be like anything can happen at any point in time and I'm kind of a variable here but okay so again and not to keep harking on this one thing but I'm curious like how are these daily these ladies maneuvering in this room are they are they just dancing in some like open hall or are they yeah, doing there's like no private don't expect private dances don't expect this regular stuff you can do at a canadian strip club it's just there to have fun and that's why i kind of you know what so i kind of fuck with them more than canadian strip clubs because mm. it's like you're not there to go and have sex you're there to have fun there's some titties in your face there's some ass jiggling everywhere and you're just there to have a good time and drink I mean, some of us might not be there to have sex, but, you know, I don't know why I'm playing the intro again. I, I'm not on my headphones on, so I'm all over the place. But with that being said, I got a little, you know, I thought about boxing. Anyways, I just recently started having sex again, and this is, uh, you know, a fun thing for me. So this is actually getting an exclusive here, is uh, I ended my little stint of celibacy. So... I went celibate as of Valentine's Day. It's been almost two months because we are into the month of April now. And uh, I caved. But for justifiable reasons, it's um, I, I told myself I was going to be celibate until I felt like I could trust the person that I was sleeping with and that it made sense and that I wasn't just giving myself up for, for the sake of it. Have you been navigating the realm of dating through this whole pandemic? I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't dated someone in four years. That's crazy. But yeah, in terms of dating, of I mean that, like just smashing or just anything entertaining. Or have you been celibate so for four years? I haven't dated. The girl four years ago was my first and only ever girlfriend. Whoa, 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 whoa. We got to give you a round of applause for just being a wholesome mute. Hold on. Well, I don't even have my sound effects up. No wonder these gunshots have been so low. They haven't been jarring your ears. Now I can hear them through. Um, so hold on a second. You've been a good you. I bet. You know what? I've been focused on business. I like I that. 
I mean, that's an easy thing to tell people. I've also been focused on business. Oh, I, I have like, I have reasons behind it. It's even like when it comes to like my sex life, my sex life is pretty dead. But like, am I around a lot of girls all the fucking time? I just have to have, I always, I'm always, because of my, my, my career, I have to have a fine line. Mm. I can't get too intimate with people. It's just, it is what it is. I'm not trying to get no career ruined people. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, I will say this, right. And, and this is me. I'm going to give you two sides to this whole thing, right? So, and then I'm going to get up and grab my vape because, you know, I see you vaping and I'm, you know, I'm getting Jones in over here. So here's what I'm going to say about that. There's two ways people are going to take in what you're saying, right? You're going to get one side of people who think the same way that I think where it's like, this guy's responsible. He knows that we're in a cancel culture generation that we're, you know, there's people who are um, constantly being thrown under fire for pointless things miscommunications with people that it's way riskier to be in any type of entertainment industry and try to navigate that sphere while also entertaining the idea of sex because of all of the other things that might arise from people's emotions being toyed with and so on and so forth however there's another side of people who are just like ah oh, this nigga's just a celibate an incel he ain't getting it. <laughs> so what do you say to those people while I go grab my vape? I don't think so. I think my whole thing is that I'm a super fan of, especially with studio etiquette, like protecting our females. You know what I mean? A lot of- Hold on, uh, hold on. Protecting our women. Our women. Because females is offensive in 2021. Sorry, sorry. We can edit that out. No, we ain't editing shit. I'm a big, I'm a big, big supporter of that because like- Especially being in the music realm, I see how much mads don't take our women serious. And there is so much talent out here. There's so much talented women. And, you know, you go to a studio session and mads are just looking at them like they're another thing in the studio. Yeah, see, I have been guilty of that for a very long time. I'm not sponsored by Crown Royal, but I am Canadian and this was brewed in Manitoba and so was I. So here we are pouring, sipping. You let me know when you're done with your Henny, your big boy juice over there and try to refill that. But so, yeah, my thing is I, I totally get with what you're saying in terms of especially in, a, in the music industry, because I've never been in the music industry myself. However, I've navigated that atmosphere for a very long time because of people that I was associated to. So I get it. You see some attractive women. They may be on the come up. They're very naive, they're impressionable, especially in a city like Toronto. It's the predatory shit that 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 drives me nuts. Where I'm just I like think, I think I think even with what you're saying, there's a certain and like not even to call it our city, I think there's just a certain Toronto man talk that crosses that line. Maybe if you were to go into a studio session in the States and stuff. It's bad everywhere. I just think that in Toronto, a lot of mandem think that everyone is fair game. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that, and that, and that's why my my kind of like not to say that my sex life is 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 completely dead. I just have to be very very picky, and very, and I really have to like get to know people for a while and stuff because again I never want to ruin business relationships because my whole fucking lifestyle is structured around business from morning till night. I don't even have groups of friends that don't do a, anything in the creative arts, mm. and I think that's why I've drawn that fair line where it's like I could be out here chasing every single day or. I could be treating everybody like human beings. Yeah, see, that's that's for me personally. It was where I had to draw the line where I felt like it was it was more that side of me was being consumed of the whole pursuit, the chase, 
rather than if I was going to entertain it for the sole purpose of building towards something or not having it interfere with what I was currently building. So, um, but yeah, to get back to the, the Toronto scene itself specifically is that, yeah, people do feel very entitled where they think like, okay, let's say that they are maybe an artist themselves who has a certain amount of um, acclaim in the city or um, juice or clout or whatever that they almost feel like, well, I'm entitled to this. You almost have to get through me to be able to get to that next stepping stone. And I always find it interesting when I see like a new up and coming female artist. See, this is the distinction you got to make. You can say female artists, but you can't address all women as females, you know? So we're, we're teaching here is a teachable moments for all of us. Um, so no, so it, yeah, it just, it bothers me when I see female artists who are young, impressionable, who maybe aren't from this city. They come in with these bright eyes thinking that, okay, this person's worked with so on and so forth. I'm going to get myself maybe placed or, you know, get a good look for something else. And then that person's intentions become slimy, like the, the person that they work with or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's good that you're young, you're 25 and you've made that clear distinction because again, a lot of times guys get lost in the sauce where they feel like they have, you know, this power dynamic and they want to abuse that and use that into their own advantage to, to do some slimy shit. But forget all that we're not trying to be pc we want to we want to get into the to the ratchetness this is the tall dark and ratchet podcast we got my boy ox over here so you got to tell me what you've seen in this industry that was ratchet and you know i'm sure you've had some funny stories some funny run-ins some funny moments that's that's what we're here for we want to know some of the 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 nonsense coronavirus I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I was like, there's so much stuff that I can't say because of my NDA, but there's stuff that just happened. Listen. And listen, I'm going to talk about probably the one thing that has stood out. Let's ever. not get you in trouble. We're not here to break any NDAs, gonna, but you can be vague. You I'm can going give to us... tell you the stuff that are outside my NDA. Perfect. That's what we're here for. I one time went to a studio session. What was it? It was uh, somewhere north, somewhere 400 north. Ratchet little studio, like... Literally, it was just a table, computer desk, uh, a fucking Windows. Like, it was, it was... It was simple. It was simplistic. Yeah. Walls were broken. Fucking no door. So, I go downstairs, and I'm like, you know what? This guy's pretty talented. I'm going to just stay. He already has to say. Joe fucking hour for this shit anyways, so... You're already there. So, I'm just chilling and stuff, and this guy looks at me, and he goes, Yo, are you bored? And I was like, no, I'm just listening to your music. He's like, you're bored, No. I'm like I'm listening to your music bro he's like give me 20 minutes I don't know where this guy went this guy went upstairs made a phone call came back downstairs I shit you not I shit you not there's a strip club out in Bradford I think all those strippers came to that guy's one little dark studio room and <laughs> the shit I saw that night I don't think that one human being can talk about it what I will say is this guy doesn't believe in his craft <laughs> Because any man who's like, yo, I've got this, you know, this a I've got anybody, anybody who's taken the time out of day to drive up north to listen to your music and for you to look at them and to assess and say, well, they're clearly not fucking with the music itself. Maybe I got to change the vibe and get some titties in here to get them to enjoy my music. It's kind of nuts. Unless, unless they make music where that's part of the amb- ambiance and the environment. So let me ask you this. Did him calling up all of his, you know, emergency dancers to this location 
heighten his music at all no i was so distracted at that point oh. i was just kind of like at the moment texting my boys like i don't know where the fuck i am right now but yo someone needs to call me and tell me to cut that's crazy <laughs> and the well, best part was as the night kept going on shit got more and more strange like what so okay hold on you gotta explain to me so the, he he calls up roughly how many women there's about there's about 10 there was roughly about 10. That's a lot of humans. That's a lot of human beings. This is pre-pandemic. And they were so. like they were like D-level strippers. I just want to point that out. Okay, so in what what era was this? Was this pre-pandemic? Oh yeah, this is about uh two Yeah, two, wait, 20, 20, yeah 2019, 2 years ago. Okay, a couple of years ago. All right. So, you know, I, I yes, I was still living in Toronto. I remember the quality of dancers for them to be D. No, these are these are these are the ones that don't go into the city. Damn. Yeah, these are. Oh, that's crazy. Well, I mean, look, at least you got ten of them in. That's hard to do. Oh, I have to big them up for that. I'll give them that. But as the night went on, like I said, it just kept on getting more and more strange. So how? So what are these strange events that happen? So events? this guy looks at me, and as he's playing his beats, like you know, I'm never a person. I, I'm very straightforward. If your fucking music sucks, I'm going to tell you in a very nice way. Yo, maybe you should try something else. I'm not gonna tell you, yo, this is fucking trash. Mm. I'm just gonna simply say, look, we can do better. You know, there can be more structure. Like you can't just say there's trash. Ain't nobody got time for that. I would tell him, yo, your shit is ass. Respect. See, you gotta give them direction. Okay. So what was he? What kind of artist was he? Was he a rapper? Was no, he no, he's a producer. He's a producer. Oh, he's a producer. He's a producer. Okay, so he's just playing beats. He's showing me beats and references. Mm. So he was trying to be a songwriter, and he's a producer. You know, yeah, big him up for that. He's about like. 35 36 oh no then you gotta tell him listen i'll put it this way and don't get me started i actually after all this once we cut roll cut the tape and all this kind of stuff off record i'm gonna show you a couple of artists from winnipeg because i don't know if i'm a hater shout out wives and fab okay see so and i wasn't gonna get into the specifics but i can just make the distinction of someone who i know is going to cross over as opposed to somebody who's just spinning wheels and that was actually the example of somebody who i believe can cross over i actually went and scooped up all of his merch just to say that i i do support winnipeg artists but there's just so far and few between the amount that you just do see that mm -hmm. you can see that crossover so um but anyway so i'm going to show you a couple of artists because i feel like again i'm not nuts when i sh throw a lot of shade towards people because i think when you get to close to being my age and you're still a rapper it just doesn't work and somebody can look to me and say look you know you're 33 if you're a comic or a podcaster and you haven't made it yet then you should throw in the towel cool i'm i'm open to that constructive criticism if somebody wants to tell me where i'm falling short what i'm doing wrong and so on and so forth by all means i'll take it but it just seems that with rappers they're just like nah 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 nah, nah. i know what i'm doing like you got to believe and you you're just a hater you don't believe in the vision it's a like nah, it's like i've seen this happen time and time again like i could literally pursue acting and be samuel jackson and be 40 to when i break but when we're talking about rappers people want to use examples like oh well two chains was later in his career it's like no he was also situated in the u.s had a little run with the duffel bag boys had his you yeah. know ends with certain yeah. things don't compare yourself yeah. to to a hyper talent and a grinder from somebody who's also geographically in terms of proximity is right where they need to be at so if you're in winnipeg and your ass and your two changes age i'm sorry there's no way of sugarcoating it. No, you I need think, to I think, I think even back on that point i don't think there's an age i'll be honest with you i'm a firm believer is i don't think there's an age where you can stop because i think that there is a certain 
everybody has a time, but there has to be a certain time when you're financially ready, mentally ready, and ready to just give this your all. Because look, I don't have a regular job. But I know 40-year-olds that are doing the same thing that I'm doing. The thing is that they waited until they saved up all their money. I did it when it was like, you know what? I'm going to take this month by month. Okay, so in terms of being an A&R, yes, you're right. I, like I said, there's certain roles where it doesn't matter. Age doesn't discriminate. I'm talking about specifically rappers. And I'm going to ask you, what rapper do you know from Canada who thrived after their mid-30s? I don't know about thrive, but we can always talk about Baca. Okay. And the reason why that example, who is he aligned with? Okay. 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 If we want to talk about that, that's fair. Because but listen, I'll, give you, I'll give you that. That's fair. Then what do we, no, what's not fair is that I've got the biggest pop star on the planet who also happens to be from the same Let's ends see, as me. I'll give it I to you for rappers, leverage. but at the same time, people don't understand that they can be songwriters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. We're talking not the face of something, right? Because yeah. even Baca, as much as his trajectory has gone up because he had, you know, the assistance of a huge conglomerate that got him out there in the public. Because let's be honest, if Baca was in fucking uh, New Brunswick, right? I get what you're saying. And had no saying. ties to OVO and just came out of nowhere with a couple of the records that he had, he might have gotten a little bit of a wave. But, like, he's cool just falling back knowing that he's secure. Yeah, I, I, his, I, I know what crew. you're saying. I know what you're saying. Right? So, when I say, when I pose the question, like, which which rapper out of Canada, because I'm, I'm addressing the fact that there is a huge uh, disparity in Canada in terms of being able to just get over the threshold and the hump initially regardless, but also when you're over a certain age people start to look at you a little crazy like wait you're 37 and you're just now starting to rap or we're just now starting to see you and you're in canada when you still have to cross over into the u.s just to be taken seriously that's what makes it a little bit more challenging so when i see people who are my age and they're still their talent level is just ass i'm like somebody has to tell you somebody has to be a friend to you and just tell you listen bro um it's not that you know we don't appreciate your grind and your you know direction that you see yourself going into it just ain't working i know what you're saying though i know what you're saying i just i don't i don't think that what i'm saying is i don't think that it's impossible i just think that it is way fucking harder than and then if you're under 30 listen this guy's media trained over here he's trying to give you the political answers <laughs> over here so listen, anybody can make it anybody can make it no he's, i don't think anybody listen, can make if, it okay how about this how about this if you're over the age of 35 send this guy your fucking demos right now everybody run him hey, inundate hey, him hey, with hey, all listen, of the listen. fucking trash garbage because he sees that the potential see ya see ya i'm just playing one of the best singers i just want to point that out is 45 years old see ya I think I know who you're talking about, but if I'm not mistaken, they are American. No, I don't know. Actually, is she American? She might be from the UK. I'm not sure. Hold on. Even better. Hold on. So look, and we're talking about singing. If you've got a singing voice, there's a difference than being a rapper. And the reason being oh, is... she's Australian. Um, so she's Australian. And how old is she? Let's see here. So she is... Yeah, she's 45. But she's been in the scene for a minute. Not a minute. She started over really, really late. But she was a songwriter for a long time. Even still, I'm seeing records 2014, so... Well, think about it. How old would you wish she had been? 738. 
Correct, but as a singer, look, we're yeah. literally watching, literally in real time, watching <laughs> Earth, Wind, and Fire, and the Isley Brothers, the oldest groups on the history of the earth, who still have it. Like, look at my guy; he's built like my niece, but he's still <laughs> clapping his hands. He's living his best life. This guy's the Jerry Curl and everything going Bruh, on, and he dyed his hair, and it's all love. And these men are all like seventy plus legends, legends, legends. But again, I think with singing, there's a there's a difference because if somebody like a lot of people, the same way with with comedy. A lot of comedians, I, it'd be hard for you to name comedians under the age of 35. Of course. But one thing one thing that's in everyone's favor right now is that we are in a fucking media era. Right. You can be whatever age you want. As long as you know how to work your fucking platform. I mean, Dogface did it. What did he do? He just danced to a bunch of songs. Not to right. say that it's the same. And I'm just giving an example that if you know how to work a fucking platform... No, I get you. And, and, and the other thing, too, is that you could also just have a TikTok hit and then that's it. You break over. But what I'm trying to say is that is it going to be the 37 year old who figures out TikTok <laughs> over everyone else? Because Dogface is, again, another anomaly. Like this guy was just cruising around, sipping some 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 uh, whatever the no, it was the sun, sun, sun ripe or whatever the fuck that shit is. It was cranberry was juice. juice. No, it's like cranberries. Yeah, that's red. crazy. You see, you don't even know dog face like that. <laughs> this guy's trying to cape for dog face, trying to use him as an example. You don't even know the beverage he's hey, sipping. Hey, listen. That's like saying crown and henny. I'm giving you crown because we got no more henny left. So we're going to pour up some of this crown because we're Canadians over here. But anyways. I don't realize no because even when I see some of the older artists, I just kind of say like, you know, it's just it just breaks my heart because I'm like, you could be literally learning a trade somewhere. And I know it's it's easy for me to say that, even though I'm, you know, a bum doing the same thing myself, just trying to grind, trying to figure it all out. But I'm at least more self-aware where I'm like, if this shit doesn't work out, I'm not going to be butthurt about it. I'm going to try to pivot and do something else or whatever. And a lot of the, the skills and my communication and stuff like that that I'm using can be transferred into other things. But when I see somebody who literally all they do is write 16s all day, every day and their ass every this like. And here's the thing, too. I'm not saying this where, um, you know, I just think that there's trash for the sake of saying there's trash. I can rap better than some of these fucking guys that are out there. Yeah. I'm like, I don't believe enough in my rap abilities to go and put out a fucking EP. Who, where do they get off? And that's the thing where it bothers me. I know what you're saying, but there's an, even a guy named Thrust. If you don't know about Thrust, Thrust can fucking rap better than 70% of these kids out here. And he's in his mid or late 30s. It's got to be late 30s. If we're talking about Thrust, like the, from like... Uh, Cardinal, that yeah, era where there's on that, that mashup. Whatever. I was in a thrust. studio big session. Big guy thrust? No, not big. Skinny. Hold on. Super jacked. Hold on, hold on. Because, and he's a rapper? Yeah, he's a rapper. I was in a studio session with that guy, and I, I was actually, that was probably one of my top five sessions I've ever been in in my life. And I'm, I will put that, I will back that up. He did a song with uh, this guy Navi the North. Okay, wait, Navi. so it's not this guy from like the Northern Touch joint because he's what's the what's the hook where he's like um, coming down with the Northern Trust thrust Cardinal and thrust like there's a bunch chocolate. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about the same thrust. Okay, so then yeah, this guy's. But again, we're talking about somebody who because like what was this? This is Rascal. This is like, bro. I remember I was a teenager when this came out. So look, he just put out this song. He just put out this song on Beat Barbarian. Dude, this guy Navi the North. Okay. These songs are fucking crazy. Look, the uh, we're saying two different things, right? <laughs> we're talking about the starter. The Northern Touch came out in. Let me find the year for this because I don't. It's not that I. 
um hold on it's not that i think that if you are over a certain age that you're yeah this okay northern touch <laughs> came out in 1997 that's 24 years ago that means if i'm aware of this song because i was in winnipeg all i knew was winnipeg at this point i was 10 years old when this record came out all i knew was winnipeg but i knew the name thrust from this which means it impacted me enough that if thrust if you tell me thrust today came out with a record i'm gonna listen to it because i already know that he was ill 24 years ago but Fair. what i'm saying is is that somebody who's in their 30s in 2021 and i haven't heard a single record from them that splashed yeah. at all in the market the fuck are you still <laughs> trying for that shit is that ship is sailed like open a studio open up writing cabs for artists help them all no go work at fucking walmart <laughs> ask ask me if i need a, a, a temporary mask because i didn't forgot mine that's what you need to be doing uh and i hate to be the kidding. bearer of bad news but listen sometimes at costco we need people to give out free samples and you might be that person because your 16s they aren't hitting <laughs> <laughs> but that's my two cents what do i know yeah, I'm just i'm i try and give positive light to everybody listen all right you're being words. positive so to wrap this up here, so what is, you know, if, if somebody is trying to break into the market right now and whether they be over the age of 30 or if they're just, you know, an artist who just happens to be catching this because I do have, you know, again, my roots in Winnipeg. Um, also spent some time Kelowna, which you mentioned you had some family out there as well. And, you know, um, having navigated around and also being in the clubhouse, which, by the way, is how we met is uh through the clubhouse spheres um how do people reach out to you give us give us some uh some some context how people can get their music heard in the right ears in the I'm right just box DM me. i'm always I'm, I'm terrible with answering my dms i just want to throw it out there but not, not hey but, dm me but i'm but, terrible at answering but, my DMs. but i always have my intern always open the dms and my intern always gives everybody a listen and if it's worth worth listening to i always go and fucking open it and go reach out okay and i'm always doing writing camps so if you follow me you'll see that i post stuff for you to go and apply to come to my writing camps come there you don't even have to message me directly hmm. and there's always people around me that i always post you should message just this person that person and it's just a way of getting the circle you gotta keep in mind i get like fucking 50 dms a day of people like sending me beats or, like i'm not even that big i'm gonna be honest with you guys i'm just a mover and shaker but even still i mean that's you gotta understand i think that that's the person who's gonna get inundated with with requests the most is somebody who's on that peak of crossing over because if you're if i'm in xo i'm not listening to fucking beats and samples anymore i've got somebody who works for somebody who so works mm -hmm. somebody who listens to shit and if something really is worth listening and entertaining to I'll take that in. But where you're at, where you're in this kind of crossroads where you still have to, you might have an intern who listens to the bulk, but you still got to listen to quite a bit just of to course. be able to find that gem. Because it's course. like, how do you trust their ear? You're still with, the ear of, you know. With me, though, I'm mostly focused on production and songwriting. Mm. So if you're a producer and you send me beats, there's a better chance I'm opening that rather than an artist. Fair enough. And if you're a songwriter and you're sending me references, there's a, even a better chance that I'm opening that because I'm always looking for references. But I think my whole thing is that I'm only here because of my network. That's fair. If well, I didn't have a network of underground people and be so tapped in with the next upcoming person or the next person that's just creating fire in their fucking bedroom, who the fuck would I be? 
Well, I've got a reference for you right now. Forgot about me. I'm serious. But for real, you guys gotta let me the fuck out because this shit's getting played out. Um, all right, Kido. So what's your what's your Instagram so people can hit you up with a follow and slide in your DMs if they got some stuff or your interns, whatever you feel comfortable handing out there. It's uh, plug in the ox. It's dot AUX. The other ox is my boy and he's from LA who I highly suggest you guys should link up with. That's exciting. So if you've got music, listen, I'm sending a full EP. I've been writing to not just playing. But um, if you guys definitely have some stuff, make sure you tap in with my boy Ox and uh, don't hit him with some ass shit. Actually, I'm going to be the first person to say it because he's too nice of a guy to say it. If you're over the age of 32, <laughs> stay the fuck away from his DM. Because we don't need all that ratchet nonsense that you're going to be spitting bars about how you fucking have back problems and arthritis. We don't need all that. Nobody needs all Ain't that. Ain't nobody got time for that. So anyways, but if you are a talented artist, especially in the GTA, make sure you hit him up. But again, thank you very much for tuning in. This is another episode of the Tall, Dark, and Ratchet podcast. It's definitely a little bit more ratchet because I got Crown Royal flowing through my veins um but i was you know listen i'm not joking when i say that i was heated yesterday i recorded a 20 minute podcast and it was so negative that i was like i need to call somebody up and i harassed this guy i thank him very much for coming through because he didn't have to it's easter sunday he was with his fam he's having a nice little pc evening i got him liquored up off the brown just off the strength so i thank my guest mr oxcord himself pulling up and uh, make sure you guys like subscribe leave a review if you are listening to the dsps and if you're on youtube make sure you subscribe peace